Well, the current players on South Carolina's football team trotted out on the practice field this morning to start off fall camp. The Gamecocks have now nabbed a commitment from a future Gamecock in four-star offensive tackle, Oluwatasen Babalade. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, lines, and odds than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Lockdown Gamecocks Podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, as always, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you for making the Lockdown Gamecocks Podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. All right, for today's quick reaction video, I'm going to be going over the commitment of four-star offensive tackle Oluwatisen Babalade out of Hyattsville, Maryland, just adding to this offensive line class who could be reaching historic levels now. And I'll be getting into all that at the beginning of the show. I'll talk about the kind of player Bob Late is, what we're going to be getting out of him, what to expect from him in year one. And at the very end, I'll give you all some notes that I took from what I saw on social media and Gamecock Scoops' Alan Cole from Practice One in fall camp. So let's go on ahead and get on right into Bobolade's commitment. As I mentioned earlier, this is turning into a historic offensive line class, at least based on 24-7 sports composite standards. Bobolade is now the fifth offensive line commit to join South Carolina's 2023 offensive line class, with the others being four-star interior offensive lineman Marquis Anderson, who committed this past Sunday, four-star interior offensive lineman Trevon Baugh out of Atlanta, Three-star offensive tackle, Jatavia Shivers, who also committed this past Sunday. And then lastly, three or four-star, depending on where you look, Juco offensive tackle, Isaiah Yada out of San Diego. So that makes five offensive linemen for this recruiting class, and it might be the best O-line class we've ever seen. I went back and looked at 24-7 sports commitment lists for South Carolina dating all the way back to 2001. And with all these classes that I scoured through, I couldn't find a single recruiting class where we had more than two four-star offensive linemen that were committed. Last time that was the case was back in 2018 with Dylan Wonham and Javon Gwynn, both who are still on the Gamecocks roster. And depending on the site you look at, we are now sitting at four Four-star offensive line commits. Just a phenomenal feat for Greg Atkins, the offensive line coach, and this entire coaching staff. This wasn't the easiest recruiting battle either. Babalade showed interest in multiple different schools throughout the process, mainly up in the Northeast. And of course, being from Maryland, Maryland was a contender here. Rutgers was in there as well. Ohio State for part of the summer looked like they were pushing pretty hard to get Babalade. And North Carolina also got a couple of visits from him. 
the hits just keep on coming, don't they, Tar Heel fans? <laughs> so Shane Beamer has stated in the past that the DMV region, that being Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, would be a recruiting priority for the Gamecocks. A lot of great prospects come out of that area. And while none of the individual areas stand alone on the recruiting trail, when you combine all the areas together, you can find a lot of blue-chip talent. So getting a guy like Oluwatisen Babalade right out of Maryland from under Maryland's nose shows how much they're prioritizing this region. Now, how good of a prospect is Oluwatisen Babalade? Well, Babalade is rated a four-star and the 273rd best prospect in the entire country, according to 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. And some other teams that also offered him were Penn State, Ohio State, Florida, Miami, and many others as well. So with the Gamecocks getting Oluwatisen Babalade, what was it that he showed in his junior year highlight reel at DeMatha High School in the Washington Catholic region out of Maryland? And what could he bring to the Gamecocks in year one? Well, I'll be getting into all that in just a few moments. But I do need to remind y'all real quick. Have you heard of BetOnline.net? Well, if you haven't, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You also can find reviews and news of every league. You always need to know your stats and everything that's happening in order to be able to be confident in your bets. That includes bets on Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and yes, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sporting wagering information. This includes live in-game betting, scores, podcasts. They have you covered in all facets. So be sure to head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn the latest about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. So to get back to Oluwata Simbabwe real quick, the notes that I took from his junior year highlight reel at DeMatha High School, he has bare paws for hands. Oluwata Simbabalade is one of these offensive linemen where basically once he gets his hands on a defensive lineman, it's pretty difficult for the defensive lineman to get away scot-free from Babalade. Babalade's got really solid grip strength, and you rarely ever saw him waver with his hand placement once he got him latched onto the opposing defensive lineman's jersey. He also showed really impressive lateral quickness and pass protection. Babalade is probably one of the best I've seen up to this point in terms of being able to just shoot out laterally against even the best of speed rushers that they play against in their region. He was extremely solid in that aspect, and I could see now why he plays left tackle for DeMatha High School, because he is so good with his lateral quickness for a guy his size. He's also a solid pass blocker, which is another reason why he plays left tackle, because obviously left tackles are expected to be the best pass blockers more often than not for every football team you'll watch. And he can have a nasty streak to him from time to time, wanting to put guys in the dirt all the way through the whistle. So with all this being said, what should be the expectations for Luatis and Bobolade heading into year one at South Carolina as long as he stays committed and signs, of course? Well, well, Bob Lade is someone who has all the physical intangibles you could want in an offensive lineman. He's got a solid built college frame already, and he's a very powerful athlete. Now, I will say this. Bob Lade is a touch raw on the technique side. He needs to work on not having his hands shoot straight up to the top of defensive lineman's shoulder pads. Because when you have your hands up there and you're playing against college 
defensive linemen. Listen, those college defensive linemen, as long as they got an open chest, be able to deliver that open hand punch, then they're going to have a chance against an offensive line, especially when you've got no power that you're exerting against them, when you're just basically grabbing the jersey on top of those shoulder pads. He also could be a little bit better in terms of driving upfield on running plays in terms of both running his feet and giving himself more leverage. There was a lot of times where I saw Bob Lade in running blocks going upfield that he just did not keep his feet driving like pistons in a motor engine. And he also was too many times just standing straight up. And again, kind of like I mentioned earlier with hands being on top of the shoulder pads, when you're standing straight up like this, you're not going to be able to exert as much force through your hip joints all the way down to your feet. You're just not going to be able to. And again, if Bob Lee's facing off against somebody who can actually match him in terms of his strength and his size, then Bob Lee's going to lose that battle. You're not going to lose that battle, Millie, when you're playing a bunch of other Catholic schools in your region. But in the SEC, yeah, guys are going to make you pay for that. So he's got to work on that as well. Now, the great news is, with all the things that I did just mention, these are all easy fixes for an offensive lineman. And just going through one round of spring practice or fall camp, he can get much better with all of these facets. And with his experience at left tackle and the senior heavy offensive line that we have, it won't be a shock to me if he finds a way to crack the two deep early in year one. So to sum up Oluwatis and Boblet's commitment real quick, he is the 16th commit for the 2023 recruiting class, which should now, unless some things have changed since this recording, rank 18th in the country according to 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings for the 2023 cycle. The class also currently ranks 7th in the SEC, basically splitting the conference right down the middle. So South Carolina definitely has some momentum going on the recruiting trail, and they may not be done yet this month. We'll have to wait and see how things play out. Now, to end the show real quick, I do want to give you all some quick notes that I did jot down from the stuff I saw on social media and also some things I took down from Alan Cole's article on Gamecock Scoop. So to start off with what I saw from social media, um, Jaheim Bell and Austin Stockner are going to be a fun tight end duo to watch. I saw some videos posted by WLTX's Chandler Mack and a couple of others as well where they were going out for a lot of routes for Spencer Rattler, and, of course, ball placement was good. And with what I've mentioned before about both these guys being able to offer different skill sets and beat defenders in different ways, Jaheim Bell, obviously, fantastic athlete, can play multiple positions on the field, can be split out wide like a wide receiver, and has such great speed and hands. He's going to be really fun to watch this year. Stogner, though, in his own right, is going to be a real big mismatch. If you put a defensive back on him, well, he's just going to body them. And then if you put a linebacker on him, Stogner, with his route running and his speed combined, will probably still be able to beat them on the route itself. So you cannot just beat these guys in one way. You've got to be very creative and in some cases just drop back in zone coverage like seven, eight defenders and hope that your guy is going to get a good enough jump on either of these tight ends. But again, it's going to be really fun to see these guys going up against South Carolina's opponents this next season, in my opinion. The two Jordans at defensive end, they both have physically reshaped themselves. Jordan Birch right now, if you see any videos of him, he looks like he literally was just completely made in a factory. Birch has completely reshaped his body. He has added a lot of muscle and I think also dropped some of his body fat percentage at the same time. He looks built. He looks like he is ready to be a full-time starter in the SEC. If he plays like the way he looks right now, 
Uh, yeah, Jordan Birch will definitely have a breakout year in terms of production for the Saffron defensive front. Jordan Stride also looks a little bit lean as well. Looks like he added a little bit more muscle to his frame while dropping a little bit of fat. Maybe not to the extent that Jordan Birch did, but either way, both guys look very impressive and look like they are ready to accept the challenge of being full-time starters this next season. Now for Gamecock Scoops staff writer Alan Cole, and here's the article head, by the way, for Alan Cole's article, noting practice observations from August 5th, which of course is today as of this recording. Alan Cole mentioned that punter William Joyce and long snapper Hunter Rogers both saw time at the holder position. Again, obviously, Kai Kroger, who has been the holder for the Gamecocks for the last two years, is right now out with a foot injury. He's the only real serious injury, I guess, per se, on the roster. Only guy really missing time right now. Um, so, obviously, with him being out, they got to find another guy that can handle the holding duties. And Joyce and Rogers apparently both shared some snaps there in this morning's practice. And then, the last note I took from Alan Cole's article was Jalen Daniels, preferred walk-on commitment, who I've talked about in a video a month and a half ago from San Diego. He was practicing with the quarterbacks, and apparently he looked pretty solid. Had some good ball placement on certain throws, and just overall, very impressive frame. You know, I mean, he stands at 6'5", so if the guy develops and kind of tinkers with some of the facets that he needs to get a little bit better at, in order to be an SEC caliber quarterback, then yeah, again, Jalen Daniels could be one of the biggest steals from this previous recruiting cycle for the Gamecocks. So those were the notes that I was able to take down for this morning's practice. And of course, I'll try to do this as much as I can with all the other practices that are open to the media for the rest of fall camp. But what are y'all's thoughts on Oluwatsin Bobblade's commitment? How excited are you about this offensive line class? Who do you think is going to be next for South Carolina's 2023 recruiting class? And also, for those of you who have seen certain things from practice this morning, what are your thoughts on the team? How did you think the team looked this morning? I want to hear your thoughts down below in the comments section, of course, if you're watching this on YouTube. But if you're listening to this on an audio podcast app, wherever you get your podcasts daily, you can also feel free to shoot me a message at alion underscore sc, and I'll be sure to respond to any replies or comments that you have for me as quickly as I see them. But once again, y'all, that's going to do it for me on today's show. Hope you all have a great rest of your Friday and a great weekend. I'll catch you on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.